We worked on so many projects to look at, you know, how our products are selling with different demographics based on location to really sort that properly and also replenish it as well. With that kind of analysis, you get into that consumer focused mindset um, where you're really kind of understanding your consumer in a different way and also just putting the right product in their hands and, and making it available to them. Welcome to the Esri and the Science of Wear podcast. I'm Krista Crum, Analyst Relations Lead at Esri, and I'll be your host for today. You just heard Beth Rogers, Senior Director of Data Science at Fruit of the Loom, explain one of the results of the clothing giant's digital transformation. Today's successful manufacturers are using location intelligence and sophisticated analytics to better know and serve their customers. Here, Esri CMO Mariana Cantor investigate how geospatial technology reveals what competitors often cannot see. Beth, hi, and thanks for being here with us. Yes, you're welcome. Hi, Mariana. So you head up a data science team at Fruit of the Loom. Tell me the journey of realizing that data science could be useful to the work that Fruit of the Loom does and how your management realized that this is a capability they want to build out and now they're doing some fantastic things. Yes, it's been quite an interesting journey for me. I really was, after college, I actually did a lot of research. In college, I went to the Woods Hole Marine Biological Laboratory and studied cuttlefish camouflage and was really in the image processing research industry. I was actually pre-med when I started school and then really fell in love with research, actually, and, and wanted to pursue possibly a PhD. And I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do my PhD in, so after I graduated college, I went to the National Institutes of Health and was a fellow there studying brain imaging. And that really gave me my first look at cross-functional different scientists coming together with their own strengths and stats, physics, programming and computation to develop some really, really interesting software. And from day one, I met with like our CIO, my soon-to-be supervisor, the VP of Solution Delivery, and they were really interested in just my own research and learning more about what I could apply to the business. Um, Being in software development, I got to meet with different stakeholders and really see just all the different parts of the business in terms of like kind of sales and marketing side and what they were wanting. So um, also our CAO gave me the opportunity to apply GIS to our business. GIS, or Geographic Information Systems, is a way that you can coordinate not only your spatial location data, but your operations and your company to apply those to find spatial patterns to inform your business on how to proceed with different informed decisions. And at the time, I was learning about network optimization in my courses and was able to get with our transportation and distribution teams. And that kind of just naturally made sense routing and looking at our supply chain. And they actually had the opportunity to try to determine if they wanted to build a new distribution center. And I was able to create this simulation that went on to really pick up traction in how we could apply even spatial statistics to our data. We have a lot of rich data in our supply chain. And at the time, our CEO really gave me the opportunity to look into analytics more in the business and where I could apply that. 
Fruit of the Loom is a really well-known brand, and it's been trademarked in 1871. So it's yes. kind of one of the world's most enduring brands that we know. The company uses advanced technologies. When you came in, what was the state of data science and technology use? So it was really reporting related. So looking into history and taking action on that. Fruit of the Loom is actually incorporated. We started as Fruit of the Loom, you know, your traditional underwear and casual wear company. And in the early 2000s, we acquired Russell Brands, which in- included Russell Athletic and Spalding, and then also acquired Vanity Fair Lingerie. So with that, we were really, we have four different business units. All of those different brands had their own data warehouses. And so our CEO's mission was to go through business transformation. And that just happened maybe just a few years, started that journey before I actually started at Fruit in 2013. And from there, that was a very key factor in getting all of that data housed in a standardized format so we could even increase our reporting capabilities and then build analytics. So what are some of the data sources that you actually use? You mentioned four business units. You're also vertically integrated manufacturer, so you own your supply chain. So what kind of data are you bringing in? Is this a comprehensive set of dashboards? Do you use different dashboards for different business units? Could you describe that ecosystem? So we have like our internal data. So we've got a lot of point of sale information from our retailers, but we also have all of our distribution center shipment data as well. And then all of our manufacturing and sourcing facility, like kind of shop floor metrics of how many products we are producing, you know, how those products have been put into like different boxes and shipped out. And then my team, we've actually, you know, we have all of that internal data, but we really started exploring external sources that we can make this data more enriched and powerful. So we have, for instance, have used US Census demographics as soon as I started, just to be able to look at store sales and compare that to demographics in certain areas to understand how our products were being sold. But we also have syndicated data from our partner NPD. So we can do a lot of work with that and understanding, you know, different correlations between our sales and also look for blank spaces out there. So you look at analytics across the entire enterprise from your supply chains, across the different business units, in your distribution networks, into your markets and customer information as well, right? Exactly. So that's a phenomenal and fast journey of getting to where you were, it sounds like, a few years ago to being so advanced at this point. So I'm curious to understand on the ground, how does your team interact with the various you know, internal customers that you have? Who comes to you for what kind of information? How do you ensure that it's an authoritative data repository and dashboard? How does that work operationally? So I have six business data analysts that work for me. And so we really um, wanted to put together a team with a varied degree of skill sets. So for me, coming from science, I understood a lot of different fields of science working together collectively could be very powerful. So we have, for instance, strengths on my team from math, stats, economics, finance, GIS, 
business informatics, data visualization, computer science, and engineering. And each of my team members, when they've gone through their intern process or evaluation process, they have to be able to speak to business users and really start to understand their needs and present their results in a way that makes sense. When we first started, we focused on quick wins. So really getting that adoption of data-driven decision-making. So we would honestly just open up the floodgates and just have teams come to us and we would try to honestly do as much of those projects as we could because we understood the importance of even if it was something small just getting that data nugget to the right person and making that decision could be very powerful so we now we have a model where we're also not only you know still working on those quick wins or project requests so we're a shared service for literally every department so sales marketing category management replenishment forecasting our supply chain teams like distribution and transportation can come to us with any question that they believe could be solved using advanced analytics. Across all four business Across units. Across all four business units. And what we've been, been able to do to make our team, you know, again, we've only been really established formally as a team now for four years. And we partnered with our category management teams and business analytics team who have that very rich business knowledge so they can bring that to the table and help us learn about the business. But it's been a collaborative approach in every way to see how much we can really help drive this business with data. And do you find that uh, your work is actually changing the way that the business is done, that different decisions are made, that new workflows are introduced? So um, what's really interesting about um, what's going on, especially in the apparel industry right now, we have obviously a lot of disruption with e-commerce and smaller brands just being able to go online and sell directly to consumers. So we have all of these different challenges that have made our business think differently. And the only way we can really think differently or figure out what we need to explore in the future is through data and really start kind of being more proactive and making some predictions on that. But one of the best cases and one of the really interesting applications of data science that we've been able to do throughout our business is look at pricing scenarios. So understanding where we need to be priced and looking at, you know, if we increase or decrease our price, what could that do to our market share? We can use this historical data, start looking at different ways of applying machine learning or even linear regression to really help solve for that, you know, look at those pricing gaps and see where we really need to be. I know that you're also using analytics in the supply chain, traceability and visibility. Can you talk us through one of those examples? Really, really a good example of some of the supply chain traceability is we partnered with our sourcing teams to understand our sourcing partners' supply chains, just wanting to inspect lead times on our products. So, you know, certain products have longer lead times. And in this world of apparel and fast fashion, we really want to be as efficient as possible. And our speed to market is so important. And our teams wanted to inspect, you know, what really was going on with this one product that had a long lead time. 
we started plotting just the supply chain in its full entirety from raw materials to finished goods of this product category. And we noticed right away that one of the suppliers had this really long lead time, like you could see it in the map. And it was from, you know, a raw material that basically you could just put into more of the rest of the distribution of the supply chain and just really save efficiency just by making that one move. So we showed this map to our um, sourcing team and they were just amazed by it. For me, it was just the power of the map just worked. And we really didn't have to do anything else but show them and then they could talk to their sourcing partners and start negotiations of moving that just one raw material source to a different location. Are the four business units managing their separate supply chains or is this an integrated supply chain across the whole collection of brands? It is integrated. So our whole supply chain, the teams, they really work for every brand. So in that source too, in all the business transformation that we've gone through, we've really been able to standardize the type of data we're getting, for instance, from our manufacturing machines even, and just the supply chain pass from one location A to location B. So although we make both soft lines, so your apparel products, and then hard lines like inflates like basketballs. We have very similar data sources coming in. Although it's different data, it's very standardized for us to see it and then for teams to work, you know, on all brands if necessary. Can you talk about how location plays a part in helping manage this massive complexity? If it weren't for location and even just having your standard latitude and longitude coordinates, we wouldn't have the visibility that we need for our supply chain. I mean, it's so critical to understand, you know, distances between point A and point B and understand, you know, all the different processes. And without that location data and, you know, having addresses and having routes and things like that, we really wouldn't be able to do a lot with supply chain in you know, location intelligence. Does location intelligence also help you understand your markets and customers better? Yes, yes. So we're really, we've already started to look at consumer spin, market potential. But what we really do in in the majority of our retail side of location analytics, we're looking at how our product categories are selling in different markets and really optimizing at the store level. What we've been able to do since we've been partnered with our category management teams is actually work directly with retailers as well. So we worked on so many projects to look at, you know, how our products are selling with different demographics based on location to really sort that properly and also replenish it as well. Just to take an example, maybe we have a retailer that is interested in promoting to the Gen Z population. And we have a product category that really fits that Gen Z market. We can look at um, how those different stores are selling some of our, you know, Gen Z items already and pair that with like looking at tapestry segments, looking at age demographics, looking at ethnicities, urbanicity, etc., to find that core Gen Z group that we feel like if we put that product in there, it's really going to speak to them. And then you get into, with that kind of analysis, you get into that consumer-focused mindset um, where you're really 
kind of understanding your consumer in a different way and also just putting the right product in their hands and, and making it available to them. I'd, I'd love to know what advice you would have for companies that are a little bit earlier on on that maturity curve. Like, where do they start? First of all, you have to get the data right. That's going to power all of your analytics. So that would be step one. Step two would definitely be to get an advocate in your C-suite that really understands the power of analytics. So you can kind of start small and see, you know, start with one or two analysts or, you know, even one data scientist to go out there and really start collaborating, just listening, hearing certain themes come out and the questions they were asking. And and I got invited to senior leadership conversations. And, and so, yes, uh, I think you don't necessarily have to start with this big team. So what is your vision for what's next for your team and the company um, as far as data science and these incredible insights that you're delivering? Right now, we're also aligned with our category management, business and analytics, consumer insights teams, and our data warehouse teams as well. But it's really building this center for data excellence as a company. So finding, making sure we have all of our sources of data covered that we could get, having the right teams that can analyze that data in different ways and produce those insights to the business. One thing we've also done in under our CAO, it was led to do visualize data to really figure out getting from spreadsheets to more of a visualization manner. So that's been something that's going on for the past few years is just visualizing data, becoming more comfortable with data and really getting everything in place to be analytically driven as a company. We still understand the importance of business intuition, but we know that our landscape is changing. So we want, want to also find other ways of collecting data. We also want to create more operationalized modeling techniques where we're just having data feeding in to some of our methodologies and algorithms and producing proactive results almost in a real-time or near-real-time basis. Thank you so very much for being here. It was a fabulous conversation. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Esri and the Science of Wear podcast. And thanks to Beth Rogers for giving real-world examples of data science enhancing Fruit of the Loom's business transformation. To learn more, download our free ebook, The Science of Wear, Discover the Value of Location Intelligence Technology at go.esri.com forward slash location intelligence.